Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. You cannot remember that. We're pretty good at being like one-take Tommies, but sometimes you just have to... I don't know. I'm just mad we missed all the musings about the... Uh, the, the, the bug squishing, yeah, the quick kill. Yeah, we messed up on that one. We know we're not going to mess up on this time, boys. The second take of the RVA Returns <laughs> podcast. Guys, we're back with our next episode. I am your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, Adam Lane. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. There it is. And we've got a couple special guests with us today. Um, one of these guys, no stranger to the cast. The other, uh, a face I have not seen in a long time, and we didn't even know that we, you know, we'd met each other because we just didn't know each other, turns out. And of course, that's the Jersey Boys. We've got John John Schreiner. I'm called Jane Schreiner. Sorry, <laughs> John Schreiner and Alex Tesmer. Guys, say hi. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good to be here. Excellent. So, of course, uh, you know we all know John Schreiner with EXP Plus. Um, you know, just consummate competitive player here in the scene. Um, really puts together some really neat decks. Um, I know the Prince deck that you and Dan had put together um, was. You know, very, very popular coming down the home stretch of um, Opus 7. And then, of course, um, Alex Tesmer. Um, it's a name I had not seen in a while, but you know what? It was uh, very familiar. But around this time last year, he was in the top 16 of the Boston Crystal Cup last year, the first one. So, uh, Kageyama speech. Do you remember that one? Uh, I hadn't remembered until you reminded me about it and uh, brought you to my eye just, just remembering the experience. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, you know, when someone has amnesia. And then they get the memory back of like their family. All it takes is the picture, and they're just like, <laughs> "Yeah, there it is." I walked to the bathroom. I saw the tattoos on my back. All of a sudden, realization comes over my face. <laughs> the Kageyama killer happens every it time. Strikes again. But yeah, but yeah, guys. You know, welcome. Glad you were here. Um, you know, you were in town today with us for uh, we had our win a box down at Jersey's the Gashel Greens Cup. Um, no pun intended there, but also do. Given the, the looking at the calendar, do with that what you will. So, um, yeah, a little bit to talk about today. Uh, but you know what? There's a place we like to go. We do it every week, Adam. It has all the information you're looking for. It, it, it's, it's a safe place. It's a very informative place. Any thoughts on where that could be? We, we, got, some, we got some new faces here, Um where do you think that is? I can John? hazard a guess. You know what? I want you to hazard that guess. Is it the news? So, first headline today is uh, there was a. I don't really want to call it an errata. I mean, it's an errata. It's, well. So, it's a language specific errata. Yes. So. Adam, I'll go ahead. You know, this is a card you played a lot more, uh, a lot with more with than I did. Jeez, that's not even English, is it? But um, so pretty much what it boils down to is that the translation from Japanese to English um, was just one letter and one word made all the difference on it the was, card. Adam, let's go ahead. And, go ahead and talk about that. It was for a it's basically uh, either and neither were the words they got mixed mm-hmm. up. Um, so the way the English Death Machine read was that as long as one person had a forward, it would live. Like, it didn't break itself. Mm-hmm. But now the Rada and the way the Japanese version of the card is worded is that uh, both players have to have at least one forward out in order for Death Machine to live, which just makes it a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people were, like, abusing Calbrenna to be able to, like, stay alive and keep Death Machine alive and just force it to become this really oppressive thing so the opponent would basically have to, like, take a turn off to almost kill it. Mm-hmm. And even then it might not die. And, you know, like, people like Hunter and Curtis would caught onto that and they were using it. 
And, I mean, to us, that was the way the card was. Yeah. Um, to everybody, that's how the card was. Yeah, and, I mean, I think it would have definitely eventually became very, very strong. Um, but now it's not. <laughs> I think I think now, competitively, the card's pretty dead. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I, I feel like now it does, it's not going to see a home outside of anything more than, like, a gunslinger deck at a tournament or something you would just... You know what? I'm going to get wacky and play something goofy at my locals now. Guys, what did y'all think of that? Do you think it was a... Uh, uh, clearly, it's a mistake coming from the top, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do you think... Um, what am I trying to say here? Um, I don't think... I, I thought the card was fine as was... While it was, you know, maybe a slightly unfair. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think overall, like... It was... I mean, it clearly didn't win the Crystal Cup. It came close. Yeah, it did come close. But also, too, you got to chalk that up to the pilot. As well. yeah, I mean, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Nance, yeah. no slouch. Curtis Kang, no slouch. Jim Doolittle, also not a slouch. But, you know, do you, do you think... Well, I guess what am I trying to say here, guys? Like, where... Like, did this only really come up because, like, this card was, like, kind of, like, in the spotlight a little bit? Or, you know, what do you think? You do have to wonder how long we would have thought the card worked this way if it didn't perform this weekend. That, that's, yeah, that's, you said it way better than I could even think to yeah. say it out. Um, it's kind of strange that obviously they saw results and immediately said, well, hold on, you know, that, or saw the stream. That's not how that deck works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought it was a really cool new archetype that showed up. It was the first time that we had had to see it in a competitive field, so people hadn't even learned how to play against it. Yeah. So, you know, I think there was still plenty of time for counterplay. It wasn't necessarily this super, super crazy overpowered thing. It's just strong. It was very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like you said, I think that it's just experimental, and it's it's back to the drawing board for a lot of these people are pretty upset. They spend yeah. a lot of time practicing with it. Yeah, it was like a, a legitimate control shell, which in a game like this, just the way it's set up, it, you can't really create some... Like, it's not like a magic control shell where you can really limit your opponent's resources because you can discard stuff from your hand to pay for things. And that's very, very different than control shells in a lot of other games. So, Alex, what do you think, man? Yeah, it, it honestly makes me wonder. I wonder if there's any cards in Opus 1 that are mistranslated, but they're just not meta-relevant cards, so we'll just never know. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. Um, I guess we should all... Um, Give a quick shout out to our new sponsor, Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Do a lingo. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But no, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how these players rebound because I know um, the big like issue here was there were a lot of people, especially with all you know the North American competitive season now underway. Like when I say the competitive season, I mean like the push to worlds, the race to worlds. You know, there were people who had been testing for months with this, you know, these archetypes around Death Machine. Um, and I know there were also some people that were kind of like, you know, let's be, you know, let's call it, it is what it is, calling for, like, the legitimacy of the Tampa Crystal Cup because of this card. I mean, Do you think that, because that I, I, pers- I personally, and we'll go around the table and talk about this, I personally don't think that argument is founded because no, like, Nobody knew. We were Every, all given the same information. Everybody knew that was the way Death Machine worked in, in, like, the English version of the card. Yeah. And everybody that was, like, playing for the tournament was aware that was the way it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was a, it was a mistranslation. They goofed. Uh, I mean, they fixed the goof now, and there's nothing. It doesn't invalidate anything. Everybody was no. playing at the same tournament. Yep. Exactly. So. Exactly. But, you know, again, like, we'll see how those players rebound. Guys, what do you think of that? Do you think it's, uh, it's I guess, a, a, in good form to call for the legitimacy of a tournament? I mean, so... I feel like a lot of the people who are saying that weren't at the Tampa Crystal Cup, but 
Like, the Tampa Crystal Cup itself, everybody felt great about that tournament when it ended. And it was only after the fact that we kind of found out, oh, we're all waking up Monday morning to this news. Mm-hmm. The death machine is, is not what we thought it was, kind of. <clears throat> um, so I think, like uh, Adam said, everybody going to that tournament was on equal footing. Like, yep. understanding was pretty... Like, it had been talked about. You mm-hmm. know, it definitely had been a little bit figured out by some people. So sure. I don't think anybody was guessing... No. That death machine maybe was worded strangely. How does this work? Like, no, it's this kind of one-sided control shell if you are the guy who commits to playing death machine. Yep. So I, I think that the tournament, everybody knew going in, you know, it, it was fair. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it didn't win the tournament. So, you know, if he had won, I could see it being people being very upset. Sure. It, it might be a different story. But honestly, I, I don't think it's a big problem. Yeah. That's all right. And, uh, you know, on, on the subject of tournaments, we can go to our next piece of news. Guys, there's a reason you're in town this weekend. We had, uh, down at Jersey's, down in Yorktown, we had our next uh, our next tournament. And it was the Gashel Greens Cup. Um, maybe that has something to do with today's date. I doubt it, because, you know, we're all we're all good folks here. We're all sweet. We live by the straight and narrow. Um, but, no, it was actually a really good turnout. Um, a big uh, congratulations here to our own Adam Lane for taking it home. Uh, winning a walking with a box of Opus 8 that he quickly traded for a box of Opus 5 because they had one. And, you know, once again, big shout-outs to, you know, Connor and the guys down at Jersey. He's like, they, they've been really good about and welcoming, like, picking up the pieces of the Sova scene after Pocket cra- uh, closed down. So, you know, they've, they've been running. This is two events in a row. I guess three if you want to count the LQ, but these are three really solid events in a row they want run. And if you're in the area... You know, if you if you can come to one of these events, I highly urge you to show up. It was a fantastic event, and uh, you know, like I said, Adam walked away with the win, but it wasn't a bad day for everybody in this room. I mean, we're, you're looking at half of the top eight right here. So mm-hmm. the entire car, the entire team, the boys made top eight. It was great. So you know, we're just gonna kind of go around the table. Um, John, you know, because you were kind of the backbone of actually this whole thing. You know, t- tell us what the mindset was for all of us going into this tournament. So we were wondering what deck we wanted to play, and we kind of agreed early on that we just wanted to play the same thing just for fun, have a little bit of a team deck moment. Um, And we've been playing in the Octagon online tournament that's going on right now, and uh, Adam and I were both doing pretty well, so we were talking a little bit about what we had been playing recently. So I had won uh, a couple of games in a row with the Windwater standard units list, which I felt like the the meta is all over the place right now. You have no idea what you're going to walk into, especially before... Tampa Crystal Cup were playing some of these Octagon matches. So, Windwater Standard Units, I feel like, is always just really value-heavy list that just is super safe walking into a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. um, I just want to really devalue some of my opponent's favorite cards that they want to play and make sure that everything is as awkward for them to deal with as possible mm-hmm. while having a super consistent game, basically playing the same way every time. Yeah. Um, so, we were messing around with the Windwater Standard Units uh, list a little bit with the new Warrior of Light, of course. And um, and we liked it, so we decided we we would run it as a as a team. Yeah, ended up doing really really well. Clearly, um, and I think the the once the conversation started of hey, you guys want to do a team deck? Yeah, why not? And I think the ver- the first follow up question was, can we put two Veritas in it? Yeah. Oh, immediately the the snap change when I sent the list was plus two Veritas, and I think that was it. <laughs> I think that might be the only change we made. I think you're absolutely right. I think from the initial <laughs> list you said, I think we took out like one of 
One Emperor. Yeah, we took out one copy of Dark Emperor. Mm -hmm. And it might have one been warrior of one Warrior of Light. There it is, yeah. Because yeah. we didn't need him to be like the, the core build around. He's just another strong piece. In exactly. The deck, so. And the deck fired on all cylinders. You know, for me, like Windwater Standard Units really isn't a style of deck that I typically play. But I found, like I said, we, I went X2. Ended up finishing. I was the sixth seed going into top eight. So, like, it was a good day of cards. I Like, it was so weird. Like, you guys had a very different experience with the deck than I did, and I think that does come down to play style. But, like, you guys had, like, some close games throughout the day and, you know, like, a real memorable moments. Nah, my games, I either won 7-3 or I lost 7-3. There was just no, there was no middle ground. And, but overall, you know, turns out a 9K Ranger, just a lot of decks, they're really so, they're so dependent on abilities and just a normal size buy because what you know last, you really think last meta 7k was the sweet spot mm. well here's a 9k that you can't target with half your shit mm. deal with it and then 10k we all, we all know this deck this deck's been around for a long time but I think you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse because there, there's a big part of that that I think was super instrumental in how the deck performed but you know you know, so like I said, I finished in sick. I I want to say my official placing when it was all done was actually seventh. Mm -hmm. um, John, I think you finished eighth. eighth I think that was yeah. your final standing. Mm -hmm. uh, now, Alex, you know we're over here talk, having fun talking about this uh, this great Windwater Standard Units deck. So, and, and unfortunately, like the experience was not really the same for you. Uh, tell tell us kind of why, kind of what what had happened here. Yeah, so, uh, you know, coming down, I, I actually just don't own a lot of cards. Just, uh, you know, I don't play that often. Um, so, didn't have any Diaboluses, didn't have any backup arcs. And backup arc, very important card for the deck. Uh, so, I just kind of pulled an audible when those cards weren't available for me, and I played a Water Lightning Power Reduction Brew I'd been messing around with instead. Uh, and it worked out pretty well. Uh, I was second seed after Swiss... Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think I came in fifth, I believe. Yeah, I think that was your final saying. And it was just funny because like the whole time we were just giving him shit because it was like, <laughs> oh man, you, you came down to play the team deck and then you just carpet bag this and play play because like here's the thing like the deck you were playing actually performs really well against the deck we were playing just just by the nature of the way it's put together. But like the trade off is is like you struggle in a lot of matches that the deck we were playing just kind of just kind of rolls right over. Yeah, yeah, digger. Okay. Yes, <laughs> just grave digger, baby. Over the top. Colin Colvin said that to me today. I sat down across from him to play the deck, and he goes, "No, no, no! Here comes a grave digger. I don't want to play against this deck." Yes, <laughs> yes. But overall, man, like, I think the, uh, the the choices were pretty neat. I mean, other than three of the top eight being the same deck, I want to say every other deck was different. You had Shrinky Dinks. You had um, Ice Earth. Ice Earth. Uh, you had Josh on some kind of four Josh color. Was on, Josh was on Earthwind with like Phoenix and. Okay, and then Dino. Adam Duncan was on Mono Wind. Yeah, and then Mono Trevor was on Mono Lightning. Yeah, so yeah, I mean the usual suspects were kind of there, mm -hmm. but um, so Adam, you know, again finishing on top. Congratulations on that. It's another 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 victory under the belt. Um, you know, how'd the deck feel for you today, man? I mean, it felt really good. Well, clearly it felt um, like you won. So it definitely felt good. But. Yeah, like I think I used pretty much every card at some point to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not much I would change about the deck at all, really. I yeah. feel like it's pretty solid top to bottom. Um, just like getting nice to 10Ks and just laughing at Dottaluma was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. uh, there just wasn't a lot they could deal with it. The Rangers, too, like against Ron, like Ranger and Zidane. You couldn't really touch those cards. Um, 
and, and then yeah, you, you know what's the all star for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and we'll, and we'll definitely touch more on that when we kind of get to the main topic. But uh, I, I think we were all kind of in agreement that uh, that heroic Yuna was definitely the MVP of the day. Yeah, if not, she was definitely co MVP with another card. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the reason Yuna H is being played. Yeah, <laughs> so it's no secret. It's no no secret that other card we're talking about is Veritas. Um, but no, overall it was a great event. Um, I want to say the next event coming up down there at Jersey's is the 25th of May, um, which is a couple weeks after our next Soldier Series event. But actually, um, ours is on May 11th, which coincides with the weekend of the Portland Crystal Cup. So with that, you know, with knowing that that's going on, we actually won't be streaming our event because we, we don't want to take away from those views. And we figure, you know, it gives me an Adam a chance to play instead of commentate so we can actually, you know, enjoy one of our own events. Both of us at the same time because we've yet to play in the same one, like one at the same time since mm-hmm. we started doing it. I think only the first one. It right. may have been only the first one. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, because after that we just started streaming the whole the whole shebang. Yeah, and um, you know it's going to be a good time. So definitely make sure you know we'll probably have the Crystal Cup playing on you know the TV at our game shop. So you know tune into that. I believe the Break Zone are doing the commentary for this one. I think so. So, you know, big shout-outs to those guys as always. So we'll see what, uh, you know, can't, I'm excited to watch that. I'm excited to play in our event. Um, and then, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm very energetic today, man. Like I got, I got a, a, lot of, a lot of big things going on for the returners here. And this is the last piece of news where we kind of dive into our main topic. Um, you know, earlier this week we kind of, uh, I guess, expanded the roster a little bit. Um, and it's been a long time coming. Um, I know Curtis had some stuff that, you know, he was a direction he was trying to go. Um, you know, we really have wanted to put together like this, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word brand, right? Cause it's not a brand. It's, it, it it's a, I mean, we are a team. Yes. Like we want to, yeah. we really want to travel under this, under the same, like this same like banner and perform well at events, put out top notch content. Like we really want to be just like a driving force in this game. Not, and for no personal gain of our own other than, you know, we want to have people come in and have as many resources as they can. So, Adam, with that being said, that's a nice little introduction. Tell us who all, you know, who are the new members of the Return family? Well, yeah, so now that the, the Turks are disbanded, mm-hmm. uh, we grabbed uh, Steven and Curtis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis is going to help me a lot with, like, content stuff. Steven's also going to do his content as well. Um, but Curtis is going to be almost like a second admin. Mm-hmm. Me and him will probably tag team. Which will be helpful, man. Be helpful stuff. for you guys a lot because I, I I can't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as uh, other stuff, I mean Trevor is also going to join the team. He's going to be doing some content too. He'll probably start doing some stuff with Austin, mm-hmm. uh, like you know opening up some rare product. Like he gets a lot of the sleeves and stuff that you don't see very often. Yeah. So we'll probably see some videos for that. Uh, then we got Colin and Ron, some local RVA players. They're going to play under us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they both got top 32 at the uh, Crystal Cup fire. Yeah. Both had pretty strong performances. Colin was pretty close to getting the top eight. Yeah, and Ron finished second today mm-hmm. in the event. So. Um, and, th- and then to that same vein, we picked up two Sova guys from Southern Virginia uh, in Danny and Josh. Yep, Danny Diaz and Josh Rose. Uh, you know, Josh Rose actually does pretty well. The king of Swiss, some call him. Because <laughs> he typically does very well in Swiss and then just takes an early exit in the, in the top cut. But uh, he's coming around on that. So yeah, it's it's been a really exciting week. Like I've been really really jazzed. Like this whole weekend, I've been I was ready to play some cards. I've been really excited about this team deck all week. And then we add new members. Like it, it it's a it's a new a new dawn. It's it's just you know brand new you know brand new opus. 
new faces under the team. It's just a really, really, just a really great time, and we're really, really happy, and we're excited to bring you guys more content. We're excited to just keep the train rolling on that. But yeah, so you know, stay tuned for any, you know, all the new content, all the new videos we're going to be putting out. Um, like I said, you know, you know, Curtis kind of already started by doing the second of the great meta calls. So you know, check that out if you haven't yet about Cal Brenna, which you know was a really good, uh, really good card to use in the meta right now. And once again, we're segueing. It is touch and go here today, boys. It is touch <laughs> and go. The topic we really want to kind of you know talk about and kind of really get into here is, you know, we kind of touched on it last week, right? Veritas is a card. <laughs> Turns out, Veritas is a very real card. Now, you know, we've got we've got all the deck lists from the the Tampa Crystal Cup. And I'm pretty sure you could get on FF decks, you know, kind of do it the hard way, start mathing out. I'm pretty sure there'd be one, like Veritas would be the card that unanimously probably has the most copies outside of like a, a, a backup or something. It's you know probably I mean? Veritas. Even yeah. over all the backups, I would assume. And so the question is like, you know, we, we kind of talk about this card a lot, not just because it is very, very good, but to me personally... I think it changes the way the game is played currently. So, John, I want you guys to go ahead and elaborate on that, man. Like, this is something we've, you know, we've, we've been talking about it a lot today. And every time we played the card today, it was just like, yeah, this, this is what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys said it perfectly on the last episode that you get into a game of Veritas Chicken, where mm -hmm. it's very much like a who's going to play it first and who gets the, the better trade. And now we're, we're on to the next level of that almost, where it's like, well, I'm going to be sacking my own or sacking your Veritas like between Famfritz and Fenrir's and all these things to kind of try and make the trade weird in your favor. And to that reason, we're now playing the Unit H, and, and Unit H is seeing a lot more play because... People are just trying to find a way to win this Veritas trade. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not even playing the card to just beat Veritas. We're playing it to make our Veritas better yeah. than their Veritas. Like, we're still doing it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's very much a card where um, if you're not prepared for it, it's going to run you over. Mm -hmm. And it is already dictating how you kind of build the deck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's just it's weird to see how we're coming off of this very, like, tempo we kind of meta where you could you could go to five backups and you would take damage early because you just and sometimes maybe you wouldn't just be able to stable stave off aggro because that's why the the warrior of light deck kind of became a thing because it was just you know oh you want to get to five backups as a wind war wind water player you're like nope here's a bunch of you know cheap dudes and we're going to get in there but then you know this card comes along which again we'll, we'll say until we're blue in the face that we severely underrated and then it, it changes the way the game is played because you have to... You, you don't want to be the first one to drop a forward. It's like your opponent having like an Al-Sid combo in every color right. in one card. Mm -hmm. You know? So, you know... But we're not saying anything people don't already know, right? What we're really trying to dig into today, guys, is what are, what are some cards that come to mind? What are some strategies that come to mind that kind of, kind of right the ship? Kind of, you know take away the potency that this card has because the card's not going anywhere it is going to have that atv trigger you're going to lose something right but how can you offset that or maybe even make that maybe somewhat advantageous to you adam what do you think man i mean we were playing a few of them today right we were we certainly were I mean, unit h is a big deal like even and i, I know john has said this a couple of times today and when it happened in our match too <laughs> it's like even if you veritas my guy if I unit agent bump your Veritas, like feel free to pay six again. Yeah, you can have that, mm -hmm. um, and then you're you're not gonna get the exit trigger ever. Uh, so, 
And then typically, you know, if you're not playing the mirror match and they don't have something like that, like my Veritas, like John said, is going to be better than your Veritas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to be harder to deal with. And then we're playing Maria, mm-hmm. which makes our Veritas bigger than other people's Veritas. So I think we kind of played toward, like, we can we can answer the opponent's Veritas better. And then also our Veritas is just always going to be better than their Veritas. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one way to approach it, for sure. And then you have cards like Fenrir. So I think, like, Earth decks are probably going to start running that a lot more mm-hmm. to be able to deal with Veritas. Or you just have to, like... I guess not care about it, but that's kind of hard because, I mean, that card's still really good. Even today, like even though we had answers for it, the card was still really, really good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Well, Alex, what do you think, man? Tell, tell me about like some of the things that you've been trying to really combat there because this card, this card is it's a menace. It's going to be at the forefront of a lot of decks probably for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very similar to like you said the Alcid combo. It's also very, very similar to. Uh, just other sacrifice effects where if you just play a single guy you're, or a single forward, you're in trouble and you really need to avoid doing that at any cost. So honestly, like I, I've just found the, the best thing is just is, is flood the board. Uh, and, and sometimes that means you're playing into a Cag Wipe or a Shantoto, but if you get a Viking down, if you get a Layla down, you know, it mm-hmm. makes it very easy for that initial uh, trigger to just be like, okay, great, I'll get rid of this Viking, I'll draw a card. Uh, and, and I found the best way to deal with them on, on the backswing, if you don't have that unit H effect or a Fenrir to just RFG him, uh, just treat any forward that's larger than him as if it's the same power as him. If you swing and, he, and they block, you trade. You just say, great, he dies, and my forward dies too. Uh, and that's just a really easy way to like not feel so bad about taking that hit. And then also, if they just let him through, great, now we're getting in damage, and now you're pressuring them, and they have a dark eye in the field, who and they can't play more. So I, I think... Either way, you're winning. You're coming out ahead. Absolutely. John, what do you think? Yeah, just real quick, it's fun that Alex didn't play Veritas today. Alex yeah. actually played Light Rain in his deck and was, you know, 4-1, only losing in the last round of Swiss. Mm-hmm. Like, had a pretty great day of cards. So, yeah, like, you know, he, he found a way around it. It isn't like you have to play it. It just is, you know, that strong where it's appealing. You know, of course, we want to just jam two Veritas into the deck. Uh, Alex touched on it perfectly that... Um, yeah, Layla and Viking feel really good into it, and it's funny because I think everybody was just getting to a point where we didn't just mindlessly put 3-3 Layla Viking into absolutely everything with blue in it, and we were like, well, maybe you can just go to Porum, and, and you get all these slots back, and we were all starting <laughs> nope. to feel really good about it, and Veritas just like, how about, actually, never mind, you know, we're just gonna go right back to, to Layla Viking, 3-3, you know, or, or you know, 2-3 mm-hmm. if we're, we're a little bit crazy, but, um, yeah, like, as soon as they have you know that Veritas is going to be coming when they get to that nice even amount of backups because he does cost. You know, you do pitch the two cards and play him from hand. Mm-hmm. You know, he's almost like that Shantoto type thing where you can kind of tell when he's coming because they have to be able to afford it. And um, Veritas is just, you got to be ready for him. you got to have some forwards on the board to deal with it and then hopefully your own Veritas or an answer to him uh, in response. Yeah. So, do you think you'll see as, as more people... Because I felt like a lot today, while there were a lot of Veritases today, there were a lot of decks playing a lot of answers to the card. But it also showed, too, that like you have answers to the card, you can still find a way to make it more advantageous to you. Like one of the things that like one of the, you know, we were messing around with, like just using Alexander, using like Hecaton chairs, like things that, that you can just... That's cool, I'll just kill my own to do something else to set you back even further. Yeah, like break the Una so that you know you do get that exit trigger and you know people are countering your Veritas. So you counter the counter to the Veritas and then it starts to become that, you know, ten levels deep galaxy brain, you know, you 
You play the counter to the counter to the counter. And then... Yeah, I feel like enough people aren't stacking his entry, too. Because if, if you kill him and you stack his entry, you can stack your... Like, if you have one forward mm-hmm. and they're trying to catch, you can, like, Alexander him and then stack to his second effect to have no forwards out. Yep. And then the second effect. His first effect does nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I feel like enough people aren't doing that yet. I did that once today. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it felt really good. So. Yeah. The first effect is only forwards, so it is the easier one to play around. Which is, again, the great part about the unit is you're using a backup to put him back in their hand, and now he can't break backups. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he comes in, and you know, they can't play him that next turn. He doesn't get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are ways to just make the card less valuable. It doesn't make the card bad, it just makes it fair. Mm-hmm. Which is what we try to do. Like The standard unit deck does it well against uh, Diabolos and other cards like that, where it's just, instead of just being this, this crazy plus card for them, it's super fair. Mm-hmm. So now do you think, uh, and you know, it'll be a big tale of the tape come Portland, right? Do you think we're entering that like phase in the meta where now like people are trying to figure out these counters? And do you think that will, like perfect example, I'm saying like Layla Viking is a great answer because you don't want to Veritas that board. Mm-hmm. But now with like Layla Viking coming back, do you start to see like two CP Valopfor start to come back, which was just a really huge hoser mm-hmm. to those cards, right? So now you're starting to see like more of that so do we start kind of going back to this kind of you know this not, there's so much like rock paper scissors just kind of just this is what card games do right yeah round and round yeah it just mm-hmm. keeps happening so then these become popular and very you know, just do you think now we're in that we're, we're the dance is starting i guess is what i'm asking do you, mm-hmm. do you think that fresh song's coming on and that's what we're going to start seeing here especially going into portland i mean i think people will definitely be trying to counter the card people are aware that it exists mm-hmm um, and you're going to have some pretty highly competitive people at Portland, too. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be ready for the card. Yeah. I don't really... Can't, I'd be very surprised if... I mean, it's going to be there. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, even when you're countering... Like, look at our deck. Yep. Like, we, we were won. trying to counter yeah. it, but we played it, too. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of that. It's like, yeah, I got counters to it, but I'm also playing it. Okay. So with that being said, kind of the big thing here, if you had to pick a one card from each element... That's just good. When I say element, I don't want to talk about light or dark, because dark is clearly the right... We know the answer to that one. Mm-hmm. But like, if you had to pick a card from each element, that would, that's just really good at you know, kind of offsetting that advantage. You know, I guess, you know what? Alex, we're going to start with you. I mean, you don't have to name one from each element, but like some standouts. You know, go, feel free to bounce around like each element. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't want to put you on the spot. You weren't ready for that. That's what we do here. I mean, yeah, there's the the super obvious ones like Yuna H, uh, Fenrir, and Earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm I'm trying to, I'm like, I got to think of a spicy one. I got to make people like, oh, God, he just blew my mind with this (laughs) one. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Here's another one. one. Ninja. They play Veritas. You steal them, then you sacrifice their own Veritas. Got (laughs) him. Got (laughs) him. Boom. There you go. Um, You know, another big one for Fire, the the old Opus 4 4 CP Bahamut. Just yes. good old fashioned, get him out of here. Remove that guy from the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, RFG baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, Shantoro still does, does okay against it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like the Moogle, the forward Moogle, the, the wind deck that you just asked that, that's in there because I'm sure it's again another target. They don't really mind having to sack it because yeah, you're getting two cards off of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the Japanese list too. They're playing Barb and Shara, just as like a five CP combo, and then they kill it and they just sack the Shara. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, like you said, uh, quote Shara said, my job is done. Yeah, exactly. Her job's done. She's come in, she's killed something, most likely the Veritas, or something else, and then you don't give a shit because you just brick wall the Veritas at that point. Monsters, probably pretty decent too. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Um, just things that are kind of tricky to deal with. Yeah, Calbretta Cal being a great one right now for that. Um, just I don't know, man. There's just a, there's just a lot of really good cards right now that I think people are they're starting to explore more because I, I think the safe like I, what am I trying to say? I think like the safe part of the meta is over. That initial. I'm about to start playing three Thornton, dude. I just thought about it. I'm just gonna sack my Thorn into and their Veritas every time and draw a card. Yeah. I'm gonna be searching my deck for whatever I want, drawing cards left and right. Yeah, feels great. See, yeah, there, there's things. You can think of something new on the spot. Like, I, I literally just got giddy a little oh, bit. Oh, so Lar- Larsa does something on Yeah, Larsa is you draw two cards, and when he breaks, you draw another one. Yeah. And hit six drop. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, no, as a mono-water enthusiast, like, these cards are actually viable, because they're going to break them for me. Yeah. Like, look at that. I'm using their Veritas to my advantage. Like, there's definitely different ways to look at it. It's just that we haven't had to look at it yet. So, you know, this is the first week after this event, and all of a sudden, every round, Veritas, 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 Veritas. You know, the week before Portland, you, you knew it was coming. Like, anybody who was paying attention knew it was coming. It started to show up in these results, but my locals was not a Veritas every round, and it will be now. My, you know, it was, it, it was so. at ours, that's for damn sure. Yeah. yeah, I think right after that, like that Japan tournament. Yeah, the, the, the Malaysia tournament. The Malaysia tournament like, yeah. that, that's what, I think that's where everybody saw it. When there was like, I want to say there was like, 15 to 20 Veritas in that top 8. He's like, why would this guy run 3? Oh. Oh, that's why he runs <laughs> Oh. Because he, he's actually magic potting it so he can kill them and play them as fast as possible. Oh, okay, yeah. Nah, See, it's maybe it's out, good. Turns out you like winning faster. Yeah. But no, but I, I do think there's there's a lot more... While, what am I trying to say? Again, again, I'm just rambling for the sake of rambling, but I think... You know, when you have a card, when you have a card like Veritas that has just kind of altered the way the game is played, like, and that's just at a very like rudimentary level. As the game at, at the higher levels of play, it's a lot more deeper than that than mm-hmm. playing the forward. Do you, you know? Do you do you bait out a four that you that it's what like I, the perfect example is like lately I've been playing the same fire ice deck, but I've put two Veritas in there, and it feels so good when you get the lock set up. You play the lock, you force the discard. What are they going to do if they have Veritas in their deck? Uh, do you Veritas that lock, or or do you just let him? Would you let that live and just keep building while he just keeps stripping your hand? Meanwhile, like I'm in a great spot because I've played a lock and I'm getting ready to start that value train. But if they do decide to Veritas it, I could just cool. You killed my lock. I'll get it back with that Setzer that's in my hand. Oh, but here, eat this Veritas for now. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sack mine and set you back another backup. Mm-hmm. And then I play the sensor on the next turn. And here's the lock back. You know what I mean? Like, it. It. What I'm saying is, do you do you have to start like baiting with other forwards, like ones that are like, okay, you, you can't just put a shit card out there and expect them to be like, oh, I'm just gonna veritas that. I mean, it depends on what you can afford. The way I right. like it is, I mean, I I like to play slow anyway. It's like a slow game. Mm-hmm. So like. If, if this is the meta we're going to play in, I'm fine going to five backups before we play. Oh, yeah. The no gentleman's problem. game. I have no problem with that. This uh, deck loves the gentleman's and game. And today, yeah, I felt like every time I got to five backups, I was just like, I was like, here, deal with this 2CP 10K. I felt <laughs> yeah. with that. That activated <laughs> my backups when I played it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm fine playing that style. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in this deck, too, you can even drop, like, once you get to five, it's really easy just to drop two forwards that are big. Yeah, no, hard absolutely. to deal with. Absolutely. So... And even if Veritas comes in and kills one of them, I'll just play like a Layla and get it back or something like that. Or a Lena and get it back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just have ways to play around it. Like, you know it's going to hit the table. Mm-hmm. And just be ready to deal with it. Yeah. And I think playing slow and just not giving them... I mean, obviously you might have bad hands where you have to commit forwards and then it's going to suck. No, for sure. For um, sure. 
But if you have your own Veritas after they play theirs, you're in a great it's spot. It's also good too. So especially if you got Yuna. But also too, like it, let's kind of let's kind of switch gears a little bit, but not really. Like we we know what's up. Mm-hmm. We know that the, the the Veritas is here. The anti Veritas cards are here. We just had Narada to Death Machine. Portland's literally right around the corner. We're talking less than a month away. What what happens here? Like what 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 do you what what do you think we see? Do you think we still see people on Mono Water Veritas? Because clearly the deck is really strong. Um, it's still being played everywhere. Um, do you think? The, you know, these players who were playing this uh, this control shell maybe look for the next like the next part of that puzzle. Do you think maybe you start seeing monster builds? Do you think maybe Mono Water Monsters has a has a has a shelf life somewhere? Like, what do you guys think is the? I guess if you were to look at the way like Portland's gonna shape out, what so you had to take some like really super early you know predictions here. What do you think, John? We're gonna go around the table. Well, uh, it's interesting, I think, that, you know, Colin just did so well. Colin Coughlin did so well with the Mono Water mm-hmm. uh, in Tampa last week, and he bubbled out, or just lost out today um, mm-hmm. in that last round. So it's like, there was some Mono Water Veritas there today. It didn't, didn't do super hot. So I think that, it, while it is super strong, again, this meta is so diverse, it's so wide open. And, and Portland showed us that, you know, the top eight was pretty diverse, had a lot of different mm-hmm. things going on. Um, I think that a lot of those ice earth decks, like we saw ice earth get second today, is still very strong. Um, I think that there should be some more of that. We might be seeing more of that in the fire ice, which is still very strong. Mm. Start to poke its head back up. People are starting to kind of like evolve that deck now, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's even better than kind of what we were first messing with when the set came out. You know, it's always these like we we just keep learning at such a rapid pace right. whenever a new opus comes out. There's so much for us to, to work on first and lay the groundwork just so we can build the better decks later. Yeah. And like uh, we're going to be looking back at the stuff we're playing now as kind of like it, just baby simple stuff, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. later on in the, in the set. So um, I think it really could be a little bit of anything. There's going to be a lot of safe picks there. Oh, Again, yeah. it, it's a Crystal Cup, so people are really just trying to make that day two. And the top 32 day two... It's a it's a real goal for a lot of people, you know. It's definitely attainable. So, uh, I think that I might be looking at playing something just as safe and simple as we were playing today. Yeah, that's right. because I, I know you're actually going to be there. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be there. Yeah, um, you know, Jersey Boys will absolutely be out there in Portland um, because our deck does well walking into the great unknown. You know, that's why I'm playing it in the Octagon Open where you can change decks every round. You know, I ha- could be literally playing against a whirlwind of stuff, and there's no like information I could gather that could help me figure out when I'm going to play my next round. So it's all just what, what's really safe, what kind of plays the same way every time. Mm-hmm. You know, so that might be something that I'm looking at. And after these results, maybe uh, people are looking at taking something similarly safe or, or maybe they want to go for the, the super crazy fun combo decks like Shrinky Dinks. Because <laughs> they, they go for the carpet bag. They get yeah, those are very real too. I mean, you know, he shows up with this deck where, where people are still reading the cards and they're not all new cards. Oh, that's how you know you win, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's just that these new cards always breathe this unexpected life into a lot of old, old combos. And so, you know, especially out there in Seattle, they're a little more creative. You see them on those uh, those streams all the time. They're, they're always posting their weeklies. People are always playing some really cool decks over there. So mm-hmm. I expect those guys to, to have some interesting decks, too. Alex, how about you, man? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm sure 
Mono Water is going to show up and do well. I'm sure Mono Lightning is going to show up and do well. I'm sure Scions is going to show up and do well. Because uh, anyone who just has a good day of cards can make the top cut. And if you just if the cards go your way, they only have to go your way four times and you've won. And and honestly, like if you're if you're just a good player, it's really easy to make sure that the cards go your way. Uh, so so any, honestly, like a, any deck any deck could win. It, 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 uh, I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be, like sorry guys, Mon Monofire is not gonna win. Sorry, uh, but Oops, but true. but really, really, I think any any deck any deck could win. It, it, I mean, just look at what I mean. Kong, Kong could win again. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, is he, he going? He, he could go there, go go two in a row, take a. I don't know. He wouldn't take a world's event from somebody. They have to. They have to it, pass it. They pass it down. Pretty, pretty sure I mean, that passes down. He he absolutely would. I wouldn't put a pass him to go out there and try. I'm not sure if he is he going. I'm not sure. I'm you not know, sure. He's got a full plate coming up, but he could. I would not be surprised if Colin was going. Yeah. <laughs> I will never be surprised. To see Colin at a tournament. Yeah, not anymore, man. <laughs> the dude's on the prowl. He is he is on the grind. Yeah, locally, he will show up to anything and everything. He puts that practice in. Mm -hmm. I was not surprised that he won, and he really earned it. So Absolutely. Yeah. Adam? I mean, yeah, not to beat a dead horse, but Mono Water is going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the biggest thing, it's a very safe deck, I think. It's fairly safe. I think the biggest thing is it's got a target on its head. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be ready for that deck because, mm -hmm. I mean, that was what I expected to win, and that's what won. Tampa, so mm -hmm. like I wasn't surprised at all, and I think even less people are going to be surprised by it in Portland. So you're going to see a lot of counters to that, yep. and Veritas in particular. Um, I really think this might be the tournament where you see a little bit less Earthwind. There was a lot more than I expected at Tampa, so I expect to see a little bit less. But you might see some people on it. I was really surprised that like there was like one or two Fire Ice players in Tampa. I really think that I think there was only one. Yeah, I, I really do. If I I've got the deck list there, I'd be surprised if there was a second one. Yeah, I mean it can have some trouble versus Veritas, but I feel like now that it's just gonna play Veritas, it's probably okay. <laughs> you just put Veritas in it. Yeah. Turns out, yeah, turns out. Um, and then yeah, I think the deck we played today today is very safe and yeah. it's very good against a lot of things. A lot of, like if you're trying to be like kind of cute and janky, like it's just like de deal with this 10k, deal with this 9k that you can't target. Yeah, it's it's just been it's been like that since what Opus Three. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just get more no. pieces. Yeah, yeah. And that everything costs less, and, and you're gonna always pay more to kill that knight than two or one CP. Yeah, yeah. Or since minus one CP. Yeah, since it's close to the West Coast, I assume you're gonna see more ice fire, ice earth, and uh, probably. I mean, I guess earth just in general. Well, if Greg Cole's gonna be there, you're definitely gonna see scions too. That's yeah. for sure. But yeah, man, like, so it's a real exciting time, like I said. We're, we're past phase one, right? Yeah. Right, we're getting, we're getting into Iron Man 2 territory here. Or was Iron Man 2 phase one? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember where yes, phase yes, one Yes, it was phase I one. I think it was. I think, yeah. yeah. Iron Man 2 I think was. all three Iron Mans went no, 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 no. No? Iron Man 3 was phase yeah, welcome two. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I did that for a horrible marathon. Don't ever do a movie marathon. No. I will never eat three meals in the same mall again. <laughs> no, it was horrible. Oof. But yeah, no, it was it was uh, definitely phase one. <laughs> yeah, but but this that's where we're at now. Avengers is over. We're 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 in phase two now. So I can't wait to see what what you start seeing crop up at like people's like local events and everything leading up to Portland. I think Portland's going to be a very very excellent event. Good luck to everybody going. And you know, we'll obviously as it gets closer, we'll you know kind of get an idea of who all is going to be there. Um, and just, you know, I, I think you're, as you see local events, you know, stuff from overseas, results come in over there. I think all that stuff will have an influence. And three weeks, three weeks is a lot of time. So, who knows? We, we, could, we could wake up tomorrow morning, oh, hey, there was a random tournament in Japan. Hey, look what won. You know, mm -hmm. Light Unimil or something, you know, whatever. Yeah, three weeks ago, Veritas was $8. 
Yeah, now he's, now he's pushing 30 non-fiction. Now, like, good luck finding one. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> it's oh, hard. But overall, man, it's been a good week. Um, guys, you know, we're, we're glad you came down this week, and we're, we're going to enjoy more Taylor's ham and egg sandwiches mm-hmm. for breakfast. I can't wait. Now that you showed me the right way to make them, you know. Oh, it's a, it's a secret. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, the secret is put more than one piece of meat on the fucking sandwich. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, right. There, there it is. <laughs> Puzzle solved. We're working on that. I know y'all were judging me. I, I, I could feel it. I could feel the heat coming. I, I didn't know. You're not ready. And we're, we're still walking you slowly through. You're not ready for the full bread. Oh, you're, you're going to bring like this crazy bread next time Next time you stay at my house. I'll oh, be, yeah, you already figured it out. The bread is the next next to go. See? That's no, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, guys, when y'all get back, don't y'all have y'all got a couple events coming up in your area? So uh, why don't you before we we sign this cast off, you know, tell us tell us what's going on. Yeah, so we do have a, a monthly event at our store up in New Jersey at All in One. Um, we have the Zodiac Trials, so we're on. I think it's like our tenth out of twelve. It might be tenth or eleventh trial. Um, and at the end of them all, we're gonna have all the winners come back for kind of like a, a thirteenth uh, Zodiac Sigil tournament. It's gonna be pretty cool. Um, but that monthly, that's going to be on Sunday, next Sunday, so the 28th. Cool. Yeah. We uh, didn't want to bump heads with Magic, big pre-release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it turns out. And everybody's a little bit excited for that. Um, so, yeah, we're having our tournament on Sunday. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to be at the uh, the Portland Crystal Cup coming up. So you can see the Jersey Boys there. If you're not in the area, can't make it to our tournaments. Yeah. So a lot going on here. I mean, we're right here in the thick of it, uh, you know, competitive season-wise. But um, we should be getting the LQ news. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah that like, should be. Uh, yeah, after this weekend. Yeah, so we'll have a, you know some some hot off the presses for next week. Absolutely. But yeah, like so I said, overall it's been a great uh, you know just a great weekend. I'm glad you guys came down. Like we're having a lot of fun here. Um, also too, I know you said you're doing kind of like similar to what we're doing with our Soldier Series event. You know, we have our next one this month. Uh, then after that, once we get our last three champions, we're doing like a. You know, like a like a I don't want to call it a tournament of champions. It's a very Jeopardy thing to say, but you know, we're pretty much going to have all the winners from the eight events. They're going to compete, kind of just in, a, in like a skills showcase. You know, they're not going to be throwing a football through a tire or anything mm-hmm. like that, or you know, running forty yards. Though I could easily make them try, but you know, we're going to be doing like three rounds of draft. You know, we're going to do some double deck constructed. The Iron Man. Yeah, pretty much. It's what yeah. we're looking to do because you know. We haven't got the full late, but we've already got some really killer names. You know, we got Steven Arboleda, who's won. Curtis Kang, who's won. Uh, Muhammad Zayed, who's won. Uh, Colin Rupert is one of our champions. Nice. Right. Lord, Lord Byron. Oh, yeah. Lord Byron, another winner. Uh, he's the most recent winner. So, you know, there's three more spots left. Like, th- those five alone are all... Like, I could, I could just have them compete in a whole day event and, and be super content with you know the quality of play i'd say mm. so are y'all doing something similar with yours or uh you know what you have put together so it sounds like super interesting super crazy a uh, big tournament for the end there we haven't really uh sussed out exactly what we're going to do for That's it fair. yet so um but yeah we're going to try and put something that's a little different you know because it's for those few people who had to work hard to get to it and, mm-hmm. and you really want to kind of uh Make it a, a fun spectator event because it's just for those people to play yeah. in. So it has to be kind of cool and have this mm-hmm. like grandiose to it, so that it could be interesting for the other guys. You know, absolutely. Or interesting for me to judge. I oh. still have to qualify for one of one of our own. You know, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, got to win. Dan just keeps winning, so we actually have to figure out if we're going to pass some of them down. So. Jeez, you might have on that plaque three times. Yeah, they messed up. So we have a plaque, the Zodiac plaque. 
that you get your name inscribed on it as you're the champion. So we bring it back to the trophy store with a couple new names to get inscribed on it. And they give it back to us, and they just put Dan's name on it three more times. <laughs> so we have, like, the paperwork, and it has all the different names on it. And they just put his name on it a couple more times. So, Jesus. so he's loving that. He's laughing if he's listening to this right now. Um, but, yeah, so, so we're getting that taken care of. But you know, we have a, a lot of people, some of the gamers having guys that come up and want a couple of them. We're going to pull Kevin Witherow out of retirement to come Jeez, back to the you, tournament. God, he be- I, we better. <laughs> I haven't seen him since Nats. So he's deep in Soul Calibur Six. Jeez. So, and, and, you know, I don't blame him. It's a good game, but we miss him. Come back. He's a good player. So, yeah, he, he won our first Zodiac trial, so he's definitely been invited uh, to that next event. So Man. we're going to get the details, and we'll, of course, let the people know. Yeah, for sure. Guys, any parting thoughts before we wrap this up tonight? Enjoy the rest of the holiday. Uh, really, just thanks for having us down here, guys. Oh, dude, you know, it was awesome. awesome. It was a awesome well-run time. event. We were happy to come down here and travel. We got some great competition, some great games. Everybody was super nice. You know, don't have a bad thing to say about uh, coming down here, even if it rains every single time I come. Dude, no shit. Every time you've been here, it has just rained. Like the it, Kingdom it, of Bermesia <laughs> down here in Virginia. <laughs> Pretty much. I get a little bit close to the city and it just starts raining. <laughs> the sun just fades away. Yeah, it gets all Cloud. dark and stormy. Like as soon as we drive that... away, it gets bright and you turn around and it's stormy again. It's unreal. Yeah. It's unfair. But no, really, the uh, hospitality is excellent. Thank you so much. We're happy to always come down here and barter our, our wares, trade some Taylor's ham for... Oh, uh, dude, he, he came, Adam, he came with a cooler with like eight packs of Taylor's ham. And like that's, en- that's enough to last me. Here's the thing, right? I didn't realize, like, I, I mean, I don't really know how this stuff works. It's, it's, a, it's a Jersey exclusive. Yeah, so, I don't know why. But like, yeah, sure I had the cooler, and I was like, can I, can I freeze this stuff? And Alex is like, yeah, it's the most processed meat on the planet Earth. You can probably just leave it out, and it'll be fine for the rest of its life. <laughs> it's He's like, a, but no, you can totally freeze it. It's something, yeah, yeah. When you run out, that's when we'll come down again. We have to keep coming down to events as long as you need your... your I, go, I go up and just ring the church bell that you can hear from <laughs> miles and miles away. They put out the call. <laughs> Send the tailors out. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> Guys, with that, any parting thoughts before we sign this thing off? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I, I have my. I gave all my parting thoughts. Yeah, no, I just, nothing else. I what, he, what, what he said. What he said. It, it's been great. I've, I've, I've had a blast. We're happy to have Alex back uh, traveling around to events with us. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Looking forward to Portland. See you all there. Yeah, that's I'm putting y'all on notice. That's right. <laughs> Watch out. Notice. The boys. We're coming with the tech deck, team deck. <laughs> that's right. Just sweet Ollie, bro. Doing all our tricks. <laughs> and look forward to the tech deck, team deck, deck tech. <laughs> coming, coming soon. God, we might have to get John in on that one. Uh, that's all we got. You guys, see you next time. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.